You're tuned in to The Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconato.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconato. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. So glad that you're here. So much to talk about. Welcome to the Danger Zone. This is Pastor Todd. Welcome to the Remnant. It's not really that dangerous. It's only dangerous for the enemy. (laughs) Not dangerous for you if you're a believer in Jesus or you love this country. More importantly, you love the Lord, but I hope you love the country too. I hope that you're fighting for this nation. We are under attack. There is a spiritual war of light versus darkness that's happening. And clearly, um, you know, we have to choose sides. There's no mushy middle. Maybe in the 80s you could get away with it or the 90s, but God has revealed too much. And anybody that's spiritually astute or that has an understanding or prayer life, if you're not getting the download, I guess would be the word. I mean, if you're not getting, if you're not a watchman, if you don't have an urgency in your spirit, I, I have to question, where are you? Are you are you awake? Are you looking at the same things that we're looking at? Because there's a lot of different flashpoints. I just talked about, The seven churches recently, the book of Revelation, we're doing a study at the Sunday service. If you never tune in the Sunday service, you can find it very easily on my Rumble channel, which is the Todd Coconato Show on Rumble. Or you can go to my website, pastortodd.org, and you can find all of our information there where we post and things like that. Uh, But it's up. It's up on the podcast. It's, It's all over the place as far as, you know, where we post our Sunday services. We've been talking about the book of Revelation. And, um, you know, it's amazing. The book of Revelation is just coming to life, whether it's the seven churches, whether it's the the seals, the four horsemen. I mean, you name it. We're, we're watching now. People say, well, are we in the tribulation? I don't believe so. I believe we're in the birth pangs. But I think the hour is late. And people say, well, is it the end times? Well, you know, it just depends on how you, how you uh, interpret the end times. I mean, according to the scripture, we've been in the end times for a long time. But as far as the end times that most of you and I are talking about with regard to like, you know, very late hour, the tribulation is coming. I mean, the rapture could be here any day. Yes, I would say we're in the end times or we're at least getting darn close. And I wanted to talk about something today on the show, you know, Super Bowl weekend. And there's always these weird things that they do at the halftime show. In fact, uh, I've done videos on this before and they've gone completely viral uh, where because I was an ex Hollywood actor that you know was in the scene, knows the music industry well, I had a lot of friends that were in A R, people that were in the ma- major labels. You know, there's a lot of um, synergy and incestualness between the music industry and acting. I don't know if you know that or not, but if you're an actor in Hollywood, you're probably connected in some aspect to the music industry as well because they're very closely related. A lot of actors and actresses also sing, by the way. So, anyways, uh, I saw. I saw this stuff where you have to sell your soul. And every time I talk about this, it makes people very nervous because this is one of the big secrets in our world. Yet many of you know it's an open secret. It's really not hidden. I mean, all you got to do is go on to one of those streaming platforms and you'll see it. Uh, Look at the content that they're putting up on these streaming platforms. I mean, shows like Lucifer. Would you imagine like in the 80s? Could you imagine my grandpa? you know, the World War II generation, the greatest generation, you know, could you imagine what he would say about a show called Lucifer or about some of the things that, you know, some of these children's, you know, they're supposed to be, I'm not going to mention names, but you know who I'm talking about, the one with the ears, 
you know, these children's, they're, they're gearing their marketing and all, all that they do towards kids, but yet they have a lot of demonic underlying, you know, underlying agendas and uh, they're putting stuff into their movies and their stuff. And you say, why don't you name the names? Well, you're not in my shoes. You haven't been sued a couple times like I have. So I have to be careful. But we say it in a way that the remnant, you people of God understand what I'm talking about, okay? Because they're trying to silence guys like me. Many people don't understand the other end of the war here. Not only do I get the friendly fire, they call it friendly fire, it's not so friendly, from the Christians that are the Pharisees and the religious types that don't like talking about any of this stuff. You're too political, Pastor Todd. You're too, you, you spend too much time talking about this stuff. Well, doesn't the Bible say we're supposed to be watchmen on the wall? That doesn't mean we obsess on it. We don't make it an idol. We don't talk about it all the time. If you go to the Sunday services, I barely even talk about it. But the reason why I do talk about it is because it's important to talk about these things. If we don't, then how are we being effective shepherds and watchmen to people that are opening themselves up to open doors in their lives, their kids' lives? Because for too long, the Christian community has been asleep. And for many, many years, we were complacent and we were apathetic and we let these doors open and then people wonder how we got to a place where we are as a society. Well, we got to this place because everybody said, stay out of it, don't talk about it. And then they ostracize those that do. Those that do are like, oh, you're obsessing on this. You're, you're a conspiracy theorist. And, and so for years, as I was a person that lived it, literally lived it in Hollywood, saw it firsthand, there's no denying for me. And I would talk about it and I would be ostracized for it. And people would call me crazy, even though I lived it. And I, I knew... <laughs> See, God's allowed me to have this really unique journey where not only did I get to experience that type of stuff firsthand, but I also have spoke to and, and have friendships with a lot of other people who have been even deeper than me. Government people, military people, movies and actors and singers. God has put these people in my path. I believe because I have the ability to communicate it and he's given me this platform. It's not mine, it's his so that we can understand. Well, some people say, well, what does it matter to know this stuff? What does it matter? Well, let me tell you what it matters. If you have a child and they're, and they're getting hooked into this on YouTube or a lot of kids are watching a lot of these streaming platforms, now the parents hand the devices to them. I, we're all guilty of it. It, it. it entertains them sometimes when we need to be cleaning or doing something. And so, you know, you hand them this device with the YouTube or something on there. And, th and then what, what comes up? What's pushed by the algorithms or a lot of these companies that are pushing this filth. This is what our culture, the pop culture, the that's what they're pushing, whether it's Hollywood or mainstream media or even the clothing companies or, you know, they're all kind of in sync. These woke corporations and these and, and who are they who are they beholden to? And this is what I think God wants us to understand. This is much bigger than we thought. Now, praise God, in the last many years, He's given us the eyes to see and He's opening up a lot of people's understanding spiritually to see these things. So then the question comes, like certain people that are naysayers, they say, well, what good does it know, you know, for us to know this? What good does it do? Well, it, first of all, we can pray against it. Second, we can wake other people up so that they don't open up their kids and their families to this because this is going to save them a tremendous amount of heartache and their kids going into, you know, a, a season where it's like you got to pray them out of it because they're so deep into the demonic stuff because there was an open door somewhere. 
Now, somebody's on here and they're saying, well, my kids are in it right now and I didn't open the door. Okay, listen, I'm not here to blame you. It's not your fault. We're on the same side. If they are in it, we got to pray them out of it. If they are in it, we got to pray. Your prayers have authority. Speak the scripture over them and say, the gates of hell will not prevail against my son, against my daughter. In Jesus' name, we bind this attack. We bind this attack and the deception that's come over them. Don't beat yourself up over it, but just understand it's a spiritual battle. That's all. Look, I'm I'm not here to say it's your fault. We're all in this war. They call it a culture war. It's a spiritual war. And, you know, in the next segment, I'm going to get into this Grammy performance that is unbelievable. I mean, talk about in our face. This was Sam Smith. It was a satanic Grammy performance. It was evil to the core. Why would they feel the need to do this on on a you know an award show unless there was some some secret uh, agenda behind it? Why who who sits in the room? I want to know who sits in the room and approves this. Like, let's have Sam Smith do a, a performance. You know what would be really cool is if we have a bunch of red and flames and have them wear a Satan, you know, uh, horns. That would be awesome. And then everybody sits in the boardroom. Yeah, what a great idea. Let's do it. I mean, do you think that's what's going on? Or do you think somewhere along the line here, there's somebody that's deep into the occult or something evil that's pushing this? I mean, what is the more likely scenario? Is the more likely scenario that somebody just thought this was a great idea? And this just happens to be happening on, you know, (laughs) show after show after show after show after show, movie after movie after movie after movie, amusement parks, kids, cartoons, songs, rap music. I mean, how deep does this go? And why is it that the Christian culture is afraid to talk about it? Why is it that a lot of pastors are afraid to talk about it when this is a very big open door that many Christian families, unfortunately, don't understand and they're opening up their kids to And then we wonder how things get so bad. Now, again, I'm not here to attack you. If you're a remnant person, you've done everything you can to raise your kids in the Lord. And and listen, the war's already there. I mean, even if you do everything you can, they they may go to college or there may be some other open door, but we can pray them out of it. And so we're going to talk about that in the next segment. We can pray their kids, your kids out of it. They can be healed. They can be delivered. Don't lose hope. I was in this, by the way. I was in Hollywood. My parents prayed me out of it. My mom prayed me out of it. Your kid can get out of whatever it is that they're in. We're going to talk about this. So don't lose hope and don't beat yourself up. The enemy wants you to feel discouraged. We're going to talk about this today. Stay tuned. PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. This is the praise. Make a dead man walk again. Open the grave. I'm coming. Hallelujah. Welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. God is good. Hallelujah. Jesus is here in the mix. I pray blessing over you, blessing over your day in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, whatever your situation is, blessing favor over you right now in Jesus' name. Do not grow weary in doing good. Get energized. Be strengthened in your faith. Good things are happening. God is on the move. He's not done. He's not done. He's not lacking. He's not out of resources. Nothing. None of that. I want to play this clip for you. Uh, Obviously, you can't see it, but you can hear it. This is Sam Smith's Satanic uh, Grammys 2023 performance. You can go on to uh, YouTube. It's all over. And uh, unbelievable. Let's just play a little clip. 
All right, so he's in a devil suit. There's fire behind him. Everything is red. People are in cages, singing in cages. Um, pretty unbelievable. Very, very controversial. Sam Smith. And so they're talking about it on page six even. I mean, it's a, this isn't even something that they're hiding. It's on, it's on mainstream news. All you got to do is put satanic Grammys into YouTube and it'll come up all over. Uh, you know, they've been doing this for years. I mean, Nicki Minaj in 2012, satanic. Madonna in 2015, satanic. Uh, Sam Smith in 2023, satanic. Katy Perry in 2014, satanic. Christian Bale, um, thanks Satan for giving him inspiration. Do you remember that? Um, you know, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It, it, it's, it's been going on for years. Lady Gaga performing satanic ri ritual in Belgium. Uh, Little Nas X performs a royal rendition of Montero. Call me by your name. Demonic. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, you can literally see how many of these have happened. All you got to do is put satanic Grammys into the YouTube and, and just watch it for a while. Why do they do this? Why do they need to do this? What is the purpose of them doing? What's the, what is the value that it brings to them? I mean, if you, if, you, if you were to ask Americans, like what is it, 325, 330 million or so Americans, probably more than that now. If you were to ask, you know, poll most Americans and you were to say, are you a Christian? There's still a good percentage of Americans that say they're Christian. A very good percent, very high. They call it the silent majority. Hopefully we're not silent anymore. So if that is the demographic of most Americans that say, hey, I, I identify myself with either Catholic or Christian. That's the majority of Americans. In fact, let's look at the percentage right now. Let's just do this. Okay, so if, if you go to Wikipedia, which I know many of you are going to say, I don't agree with Wikipedia, they're liars. Well, that's true. But uh, I'm, I'm, well, let's do this. Let's go to Pew Research. How about that? Pew Research. It says that about 64% of Americans are Christian or Christian-affiliated. And that's very similar to the number, if you look at Gallup or if you look at um, Wikipedia, which says 63%. So it's, it's, it's somewhere around. So again, there's like about 30, 332 million people and about 63%, which is 210 million. And that's, that's their number. I believe it's even more than that. That say that they're believers or that they're Christian. Now, again, of course, you know, how many of them are actually serving the Lord? That's a different question. But at least we know how many people are claiming to be Christian. So, so if the majority of Americans are claiming to be Christians. By the way, let's let's just do this. How many Americans are Satanists? Let, let's just look at that number. Okay, how many Americans are Satanists? Percentage. All right, so it's a, it's a little bit of a harder number to find, but most uh, of the researchers like Pew or others, they're saying like it's around like 1% to 2% of people that would actually admit that they're Satanists, around that amount. Okay, so so you, got, you go from 63 to 70%, depending on who you look at, for Christians or at least people that claim they're Christians in America, you got 1% to 2% of people that actually openly admit they're, they're Satanists, they're Luciferians. So if you're, a, if you're a, an award show and you're doing a broadcast, what incentive would you have to please that 1% to 2% of people versus the 63 to 70% of people that, that proclaim? Why don't they do like a, a, a Christian gospel message and... Just make it awesome. You know, why, why, what is it that makes them feel like they need to do a satanic ritual other than the fact that it actually is accomplishing something for them, that it's, be, it's more than what people think?
Let's just be honest. I mean, what, what, what would be the purpose of doing that? I mean, if you're, if you're, listen, I've been in, in boardrooms of businesses over the years and uh, I've sat, you know, on at different business meetings at the top of corporations and things like that when I was bivocational and the Lord allowed me to have a marketplace understanding. And, and for those of you that are in the marketplace or in the business world, I mean, if you have a business or you're, you know, an executive or something like that, isn't it about, you know, numbers? I mean, didn't that, at least that's what it used to be about was about business. We'd always talk about like after they'd have a big sale for Black Friday in retail or something like that, they'd do a postmortem and they'd look and they'd say, what can we do better? What what worked? What didn't work? That's what we used to do in business meetings. Now, I, again, today with the woke corporations, it seems like they're more interested in pushing the woke agenda than they are in business or pleasing the customer. But there was a time when it was customers always right. Remember those days? Customers always right. Remember that? How, how much has changed, right? Now it's like, we're the master, don't come in. You know, we don't care about you. We don't care if we offend you. Here, we're putting this uh, activist thing up on our window and you just better buy our clothes anyways. Doesn't matter what you think. I mean, how did it go from customers always right and worrying about business and numbers to now just not even caring about that? I mean, throwing that right out the window and now being about all this activist woke stuff and and openly pushing satanic stuff. I mean, when it when it's one to 2% of the population, what... Who sits and makes these ideas? That's what I want to know. Who sits there and makes these decisions on these boards or whoever's putting the show together? I want that answer. Why is it that the organization uh, that had the Grammys, whoever was putting that night together, because you know there's somebody that puts like a storyboard together for the night. You know, we're going to have this person present this award at this time, and this is what this segment is about, and you're going to say this. It's all scripted. You know, don't 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 think it's not. It's all scripted. I mean, there might be a little bit of ad lib in there, but for the most part, the whole thing's planned out. I just want you to know. So so somebody sat there in some meeting. Every one of these times when they do one of these weird satanic rituals, there's somebody that sits in a meeting and basically okay's this and, and even suggests it. And then there's other people, because it's not just one person, in that meeting that are saying, Yes, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Who are the people? I want to know. Who are the people? Who are the people that's, that sign off on this and say, yes, let's do that great idea? I want to know this. Who are these people? And why is it that Christians don't question this? Why is it that we just accept it? And I know Christian people, quote unquote Christian, Christian people, that were at this award show. Did they get up? Did they walk out? Did they protest? Are they posting about it on their social media? Or are they afraid they're going to be blacklisted in Hollywood? Because I know a lot of you, that listen to this show are from Hollywood and some of you don't want to say anything because you don't want to jeopardize your career. But listen, I understand that. I come from the world in that aspect. I get it. I understand the cost. Trust me, I've paid it. People don't understand to what level. They just want me to be like a battering ram and just say everything. Name them. Say that. Yeah, you don't have to fight the lawsuits and the warfare that I do. So just understand. Have a little mercy on me, okay? That's why we need your support. Because we're in a battle. And I know many people want me to be out here and saying all this stuff. Well, that's great. Thank you. I do it. But we need your support. We need your support and we need we need your help because we're in a major battle. Major, major battle. Okay, listen, we're going to be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Pastor Todd, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. I hope I'm making sense. I love you. I'm not here to be bombastic or to cause problems, but I am here to stand for truth and righteousness. And I think many of you understand what that means. There's a high cost. We're praying for you. Please pray for us. Hallelujah. God is good. We're on the winning team. All right. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back. Todd Coconato Show. PastorTodd.org. Right back. From the darkest night, you're the riverbank where I was baptized. 
baptized, cleansed from the demons that were killing my freedom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Todd Coconato Show, PastorTodd.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. What an important subject, you know, if you think about it. Yet, why are so many people, people are so afraid to talk about these things. You know, hey, we don't want to talk about this. We don't want to talk about that. Why? Why can't we talk about this? Why is it that the world can talk about anything they want? They can cancel us, or at least try. They'll never really cancel us, but they can try. I had one of my friends that was taken down on Facebook this week for exposing Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, they just blew up his account. So we live in a culture that at any moment, if, if one of these corporations, one of these banks, they don't like you, they could, they could, I've seen it several times now. They write a letter, they say, you got 10, 11 days to get your money out of the account, we'll give you a cashier's check, we don't want to bank with you anymore. What happens when so many banks do that that you have nowhere to go? Where do you go? Where does a believer go? So you're not allowed free speech, you can't have an opinion on something anymore? When did that become America? When did it become America that we now live in this social credit score 2.0 type system that it, maybe it's not the government imposing it directly, but now we're finding out, look what they did with Twitter during the elections. You can't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about, you know, anything with big pharma. Don't talk about the military industrial complex. Just don't talk about anything. As long as you stay in your little cage, because that's what they wanted to put us in, a little virtual cage, as long as we stay there, that's it. We're okay, right? That's it. Really? Is that true? Is that really the case? So, you know, we just live there as Christians and we don't affect culture. Well, they don't, don't get into this. Don't say that. Don't get into politics. Why? That's the question. Where does it say that in the scripture? Can somebody show me that? Now, I understand some people will send me the scripture, you know, give to Caesar what Caesar's. Well, sure. I mean, I'm all for paying your taxes. I don't think you should not pay your taxes because that's, yeah, you're right. That's what the Bible says. But that doesn't talk about getting, not speaking about wickedness and darkness. Do you know what the prophets did in the Bible? You know, the prophets like in the Bible, you know what they did a lot of times? They just called out sin. And they said, if you don't repent, this is what's going to happen to you. And so they called out sin. They did it boldly. And by the way, everybody wasn't flocking to their big mega meeting with hundreds of thousands of people or thousands of people at some stadium so that they could prophesy something encouraging. I'm not trying to mock anybody, but let's just be real. The prophets in the Bible, for the most part, were calling out sin and calling people to repentance. John the Baptist. People would say, is he a prophet? I think he was. He was calling people to repentance. He was a forerunner. That was his message, repent of sin and unrighteousness. That should still be our message as the church because the wages of sin are death. Why is it that everybody just wants to, and not everybody, I know not you, but some of you, you just want to hear positive. You just want to hear encouraging. And I get it, you're in a tough situation, and the last thing you need right now is another person saying something negative. That makes sense. That does make sense to me, by the way, because I know some of you have some serious stress that you're walking through right now. And you say, Pastor, I understand it's evil, but I just don't want to hear it right now. And listen, I get your side. I do. I just think, if anything, can we all just kind of recalibrate and say, okay, clearly we're in a spiritual battle you know, and, and, and I'm going to just tell you, look, I know there's some, some of you that believe really good things are about to happen. Some of you believe really bad things are about to happen. Well, I'm going to tell you, I kind of agree with you both because I think it's the best at times and the worst at times at the same time. I think that for a Christian, this is the most exciting time to be alive because this is what we're made for. 
And so for the remnant warriors, for the lions out there that are, that are stepping up in this hour and saying, Lord, send me, I'll go. Let me use the sword of the spirit. Let me speak words of life. Let me pull out these people of darkness. That's what it's all about. This is about souls. The whole reason why I would even bring any awareness to any of this is because it's about souls. There are people that are caught up right now. You're stuck because of certain things that you've allowed in your house, in your home, in your life, and you didn't want to admit that this stuff was real because if you admit this stuff is real, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble because then you're going to have to give certain things up. So you'd rather ignore it ignore it, and just pretend like it doesn't exist and that way you hope that it will go away. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away because this is the reality. I had to face this a while back. This is the reality of our world and our situation. It's just the way it is. I didn't make it this way. You didn't make it this way, but it's the reality. It's a spiritual battle, but we have the authority. We can operate in victory, complete victory as believers in Jesus. But the first, the first thing that we have to do is recognize there's a problem. Because if we don't recognize the problem, how can we have the solution? We have to say there's a problem. Our society is, so, is morally bankrupt. Our country has been headed in the absolute wrong direction. There's been a small group of people that have been steering the course of this country. And for some reason, the Christians who are meant to steer the country, because we're meant to be the head, not the tail, and culture is downstream of the church. For whatever reason, we, we felt it is for our best interest just to stay in the walls of the church and, and not mind the business of the culture. Let the culture go where it's going to go. And we'll just stay in the four walls and that'll be the way this all works out. Nobody will bother us. It's not going to happen, friends. They are coming for Christianity. They're coming for, who's they? Who's they? I hear these people online. Who's they? Who are they? They is anybody that's given to Satan. Anybody that's, that's allowing the enemy to control their life. They're not in Christ. They're not filled with the Holy Spirit. You're either in or you're out. That's it. There's two different sides. It's light or darkness. There's no mushy middle. You may be exploring. You may be seeking. That's good if you're seeking. But unless you give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the only way the Father is through the Son, then you're not saved. That's it. I mean, people want to, you know, uh, me to say like some other way, like there's other ways to God. There's other ways to salvation. Well, I didn't write the scripture. The scripture says there's only one way. Straight is the way. Narrow is the gate that leads to salvation. But here's the but, okay? Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So it's not that we're sitting here just obsessing over evil. Look at how evil this is. Look how evil that, like, we're not just obsessed. People say, why do you even care? Well, I'm a watchman. And I don't want you to be set up for failure. And I don't want you to open doors in your life and your kids' lives. But if we understand the situation and we, and we as Christians, do what the Bible says, the basic instructions before leaving earth, you know, this is what you do. Here's how you beat this. It's going to put you and your family in a place of complete victory. Not only, you know, will we rule and reign for all eternity with Jesus Christ, not only will your name be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but you'll have the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon you and the favor on you now. Because he says, the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come so that you may have life and life more abundantly. I have come so that you, hello, you listening, may have life 
and life more abundantly. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Do not be conformed to the things of this world, which are Satan, Lucifer, and his demonic entities that are putting stuff out like this Grammy's performance. Do not be conformed to those things, the things of this world. Whatever demonic person that's out there doing some evil ritual in, in our face, whatever's trying to pull your kids into darkness, trying to, trying to pull them into something wicked, no, we're going to stand for righteousness and we're going to declare and decree over our family righteousness, holiness, the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Break the assignment of the enemy. Break the assignment of the enemy over your family right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm just going to pray right now, wherever you are, receive this word right now that you may have life and life more abundantly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Life and life more abundantly over this person listening right now, wherever they are, in their car, they're listening to the podcast in their home, on their smartphone, wherever they are. I pray life and life more abundantly in Jesus' name. I pray we'd close the doors that are not of you. And if our kids are caught up in this stuff, if they're caught up in wickedness, if they're caught up in the lies of the enemy right now, and, and there's a parent on here that's grieving over your kids because you know they're in wickedness and the enemy has lied to you and told you that, that that's it, they're done. Your prayers don't work. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I got it right now while I was praying. The Lord said, your prayers count. They matter. He hears them. Something is shifting in, in your family right now in Jesus' name. You say, wow, this guy's saying this stuff over the radio. Yes, why? Because this is real. This is the situation. Once we understand it, then we know how to fight it. See, you can declare and decree and break the attack over your family. You can break the attack over your, your church, over your marriage, over your finances. We have the authority in the name of Jesus to pull down the strongholds. We have the authority to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We have the truth, which is Jesus Christ and his word, because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. Jesus is the word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The battle is not against flesh and blood. Speak it over your situation and watch what happens. God is going to move on your behalf. He goes before you. There is an anointing right now. You feel something. I can't be, it's not me. On my best day of preaching, I can't make you feel anything. What you're feeling is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You say that something is happening. Truth is being spoken over the airwaves. Yes. This is what God wants us to understand. We're on the winning team, but we got to act like it. We got to act like winners. We got to act like, you know, we're actually winners. Yes, we are winners. You are a winner. I'm a winner in Christ. The gates of hell will not prevail. We take back the territory for the kingdom of God. The, the word in the Greek, ekbalo, to go out, to cast out, to drive out. That's our, our mandate as believers. Go and make disciples of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Teach them the ways of the word of God. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up because you know what? When the enemy tries to do something, we stand up and we say no. In Jesus' name, no. You're not going to take my kids. You're not going to take my family. You're not going to take my church. You're not going to take my marriage. You're not going to take my finances. No, get behind me, Satan. I just pray for every person listening right now their marriage, their finances, their children. In the name of Jesus, right now, we break the assignment of hell over them, over their family, the distractions, 
the attacks, the accusations. Somebody on here is weary right now. You've been accused. You've been maligned. God says that was not his intention. Stand up, rise up. No one could take the anointing from you. No one can take your ministry. No one can take anything from you but God or you. That's it. Satan doesn't have that authority. He's got he's to go through God. It's only if you have an open door of sin or, or there's some area in your life that's allowing that open door. Yeah, you could lose it because the ministry is his. It's not yours. But if you stand for righteousness, even right now, if you course correct, if you repent, God is going to be with you. He is a merciful father. He's a good father. He wants to reward you. He wants to bless you. He doesn't want you to be heavy laden. He doesn't want you to be beat down. He doesn't want you to be discouraged. He doesn't want you to lose your wife or your your spouse or your husband or your child. Listen, this battle that we're in as a society, this is why we talk about this. It's not because we're trying to be conspiracy theorists and talk about evil things that are happening. Why are you focused on that, Todd? Don't focus on that. Well, how can I not focus on it? As a shepherd who cares about you, who wants you to be protected, the Bible gives us everything we need. He gives us the the armor of God, the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. Breastplate of righteousness, sword of the spirit, helmet of salvation, your feet shod in the preparation of peace. Shield of faith. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on and rise up, soldier. Rise up, kingdom warrior. Your life is not done. Your situation is not done. You're not defeated. God's got plans for you. They're big plans. Big plans. Hallelujah. I just feel the presence of God here right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, listen, we'll be right back. Todd Coconato Show, PastorTodd.org. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. For your mercy never fails me. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Show. Get a little passionate about this because I just love you guys and I hear your prayers and I know many of you are contending for your kids and it's just it's just really important that we continue to understand the battle that we're in so that we can have the tools and use the weapons of our warfare to to be victorious what if what if in this hour when things are so wicked and so blatant and so in our face what if you were thriving are you thriving some of you are Some of you have caught on to it. Some of you understand, and you're applying the principles of the word of God. Others, right now, they're doing that, but you don't see the fruit yet. For those that are doing it but don't see the fruit yet, hold on, because that's that's that time period that the enemy wants to get you, is when you're doing everything right, but it seems like nothing is happening. Hold on. That was me from like 2011 to 2014 or so, just so you know. That was me from like 2006 to... 2008 oh yeah there's been times in my life when I was like Lord do you heal do you hear my prayers because it didn't seem like he did but you know the Lord would use somebody to encourage me or I would get into the the word and I would be encouraged the Bible says encourage yourself in Christ and I would start speaking and declaring and decreeing words of life over my situation See, this is, this is very important for, for those of you that are in it right now and doing everything that the Bible's saying. You got to truly, though, be honest with yourself. Are you really doing 
what the Bible says to do. If you are, because there's two categories in that right there. There's people that say they are or think they are, but really aren't. And then there's people that actually are. So make sure you, you signify which one you are. Are you really doing what the Bible says or are you lying to yourself so that you can stay in a certain lifestyle or allow certain areas of sin in your life to continue and you're not being honest with yourself? But if you are being honest with yourself, then hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some advice in just a second. But I wanna just speak to that first group, the, the ones that are basically, you're kind of tickling your own ears. You're telling yourself you're doing everything right but there's still open doors. There's still areas of sin. I believe right now the Lord wants you to consecrate yourself. Do it right now on today's broadcast. Just do it. This is for you. It's not for me. I got to do this too, though, of course, but I'm just saying like this right now will, will break open something in your life. It'll break open a blessing and favor on your life. If you're lying to yourself about it, you're only hurting yourself. So today, just say, today I consecrate myself. I'm done with allowing the open doors of wickedness in my life. I've been, I've been lying to myself. I've been tickling my own ears, pretending that I'm doing everything right. If that's you, get in alignment with God's plan for your life and watch what happens. It's gonna shift and it's gonna change everything. Now, here's the other side of that. If you've been doing this for a while and you say, pastor, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm listening to what the Bible says. I'm applying what the word of God says. I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm calling upon the name of the Lord. I'm, I, you know, I've consecrated myself. Hold on. Because there's a harvest coming for you. And, and in this time of waiting is when the enemy wants to discourage you, just like he did with Abraham. He wants to discourage you and make you feel like God is not going to answer your prayer. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because you declare and you decree that the faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And woman. It avails much. God responds to the prayers of the righteous. And your blessing is coming because that's who you are. That's who you are. You're in it, but you're not of it. And so hold on, saint. Don't grow weary in doing good. I'm telling you right now, I went through this from like 2011, 2014, and many times during that time period, the devil tried to lie to me and tell me that God's answers to my prayer were not coming. Well, guess what? They came. And let me be a living testimony to let you know they came. They came in the form of my wife. They came in the form of my daughter. They came in the form of the blessing that God has put on this ministry to expand the territory. They came in the form of so many answered prayers that I can't even possibly list them all. But there was a due season there. There was a time when I had to have faith because the faith of a mustard seed moves the mountain. So the first thing is if you're not in alignment with God, get in alignment. Get in alignment today. Don't wait another day because the blessing will come. The second thing is if you are in alignment, but you're in the season of waiting, hold on. Hold on because God is not a man that he will lie or that he can lie. He's not going to lie. His word is truth. His promise is yes and amen, hope and a future over your situation. And so get in alignment with God, get in accordance to his will, get into the scripture and start speaking it over your situation. This will set you up for success. If you're in alignment with God's will, there is a harvest that's coming. It's coming in the natural. It's coming in the supernatural. You are sowing good seed on, on solid ground. You're like the builder that built on the solid foundation. God is not a man that he would lie. He's not going to lie. He tells you the truth. His word is the same. His word is ultimate truth. Speak it over your life. Satan, get behind me. You're a liar. You're under my feet. I break and bind this situation in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to bind the strong man, start declaring, decreeing, 
I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this divorce and I'm going to, I'm going to stand up. I'm coming out of this job loss and I'm going to stand up for Christ. I'm coming out of this, you know, whatever it is that you did or something that happened in your life, a sudden divorce, a job loss, something that happened that was catastrophic and that could have caused you to spiral out of control. But somewhere along the line, you were able to grab on to God and his promise for your life. And so today you put it on you again and you just affirmed, yes, this is the promise for my life. Hope in the future. Yes. And amen. God is not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. He's with me even until the end of the age. This situation looks very difficult, but I know the God that I serve, and that's who I am. I'm a child of the Most High God. And you get in alignment with God's will and his plan and his purpose, and we understand, yes, there is a demonic thing that's going on in our world. Yes, these things are evil, but we don't let them overwhelm us or consume us. Instead, we take a stand for righteousness, and we say, Lord, you are with me. You are my rod. You are my staff. You lay me beside still waters. I am like a tree that's planted by the water. I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. Somebody is getting it right now. You've been wondering. You've been asking. You're like, oh, man, does God hear me? I feel like he doesn't hear this prayer. Listen, I'm going to reiterate it so you understand where I came from. 2011 to 2014 in a desert place. Oh, everybody in my life didn't know. Some of it was just between me and my prayer warriors, intercessors, and family. But it was real. It was happening. I was in a desert place, and I was like, Lord, are you going to answer? Lord, do you hear my prayers? But you know what? He used encouragers, maybe like this message today for somebody that's hearing it. He used people to speak words of life over me and and to encourage me in, in Christ, and I encouraged myself in Christ And I just said, Lord, I'm here to serve you. This isn't about me. It's not about what I want. It's about what you want for my life. I love you. I'm going to stand. There's no open doors. I'm not going to pull the the rip cord or zip cord or whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to pull that and bail out. I'm not going to go back into my vomit. I'm not going to go back into the world just because the devil wants me to do that. I'm going to stand on your promise for my life. And that's who I am. And that's where I'm going. And we started declaring it and believing it more and more as the faith got louder It wasn't even a mustard seed anymore. It was big faith. And I came out of that situation and the Lord has blessed me. I'm not saying that it's perfect or that everything's figured out. We still deal with some things. But I will tell you that something changed in my life. Hallelujah. Are you you here? Do Do you receive it today? Receive it in Jesus' name. We just thank you for the person that's listening. We pray blessings and favor and that they receive this in Jesus' name today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you're good. Thank you that you're faithful. Shine upon this person right now in Jesus' name. Hey, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. PastorTodd.org. Listen to the Sunday service. Facebook at Real Todd Coconato. We stream every week, 1 p.m. Central. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name.